he's just so smart. And and when you begin to read the Gospels with with those glasses on, mm-hmm. that everything Jesus says is brilliant. And if I don't get it, he's not the problem. Yeah. Right? I'm the problem because I'm not smart enough or 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 mature enough to catch what he's saying. Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, where we talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus in our everyday lives and how, in the end, all that matters is God and people. Here's today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Today, let's talk about geniuses, Chad. Who geniuses. Who would you play? Because I, I feel like we can overuse this word and we're like, oh, that's genius. Or, oh, man, that person's a genius. Who would you actually put... In the category of, no, that person's a genius. Just somebody, let, let's start with somebody who's living today right now that you would say, no, I think that person's a genius. Well, you know, I'm going to say Jesus, right? Because this is a Sun Valley podcast I know. And, well, he's, that's, and he's living okay. today. So, Chad, let's let's talk through how podcasts work <laughs> and kind of the arc of, you know, where we're going. Of course, we're going to well, land if you, there. If you were asking my 19-year-old son right now, he would say Kanye. He would say Kanye And, and then I'd have to go, Josh. <laughs> I got some other thoughts on Kanye that might be outside <laughs> outside of genius. Are you right? not a Kanye fan? Well, you know, this is um, where we be we gotta be real right now on the y- podcast. There's 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 been a few songs that yeah, I, I I like it, and I I think musically he's done some some things that might be in that you know, but in this case there might be a difference between genius and wisdom, and I I Jesus loves Kanye and. So do I. All right. I was a sidebar. I don't even know why I went there. Yeah. Well, because you were. Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't know you were going to ask me. You about broke it. the mold because you went ahead and, and jumped the gun with Jesus. Uh, we're going to get there. But who would you say today that you would put in the category of man? That person's a genius. Yeah. Um, I, I tell you who, who came to mind, and and I've talked about him before on the podcast, and you know, name drop, whatever. I actually think Rick Warren's a genius. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's one of the smartest people I've ever met. Um, and anytime I've been in the room with him, it just seems obvious that he's the smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. I, I um, it, When I've been around him, um, it, frankly, you know, I feel a little inferior, <laughs> right? Just in conversation. And, and And I realized one time, it's not because he's making me feel that way. It's because I am, <laughs> right? Like, I just, he's just, um, he's one of these guys that, that can read a book in a day. There's mm-hmm. been some talk about somebody else with that, but he actually does can and, and can give you recall, mm-hmm. right? From from something he read years before. Yeah. Um, so I think, uh, I'll change the your question. The, 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 I think he's one of the smartest people I've ever met in real life. Okay. Um, and I think he's legit smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about what about more historically? Like, is there somebody that you go, okay, this person, like Albert Einstein? Obviously, he's at the top of most people's lists. Or oh, who, who oh would yeah, you put in, in that genius category. Yeah, well, immediately who comes to mind with that would be uh, some of the musicians that were just naturally talented. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you got Mozart playing the piano at mm-hmm. three years of age. Right. But that's that's genius in a category. Sure. The Beatles who, yeah, they they sit down and all of a sudden it's a hit and then they, you know, they're just messing around and it's a hit and it's just they're constantly producing hits. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you said the Beatles. I don't know that I would. I mean, but to your Why, point. Hang on. Hang on. You wouldn't put the, the Beatles in genius category. Do I think individually any one of them are in the genius category? Well, I, I mean, I did say Kanye. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I get okay. your point. They they definitely knew how to do 
uh, music and their time and put mm-hmm. it together and it and it worked. I mean, genius is such a um, there's there's all encompassing, just smart, right? Yeah. And then there's brilliant in a niche. Yeah. Right. Um, so I th- I think definitely the Beatles were brilliant in a niche. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's and there's like I'm talking about Mozart. There's prodigies, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's just God given brilliance in a in a niche. Who would you say genius? You don't uh, I I would put I would put like C.S. Lewis into that. Just the way he sees things, the way he thinks, the way he can articulate things. And um, right now I'm I'm reading some stuff of his that I had never read before. That's, yeah, that's new to me, and I'm like. This is really brilliant. Like you know, when you when you start like kind of reading in between the lines and going because it's it's fiction that he wrote, um, you know, just like Chronicles of Narnia. And again, oh, yeah. there's there's just a brilliance to it. Um, so he's he's one that I, I would put in that category. Of course, there's innovators, there's inventors, you know, that I would go, okay, they were next level. Leonardo da Vinci or you know whoever, um, whether it's art, whether it's science, he's kind of a blend of both. Well, Elon Musk is brilliant. He is. Yeah. I, I mean, you can't get around it. Um, he wouldn't be where he is without it. Mm-hmm. And of course you had the drive and the perseverance and, and, and all that, all that side of it. Uh, you mentioned C.S. Lewis. That made me think of Tim Keller, yep. uh, who, who is, uh, now he's, now he's doing some other things. He was a, a pastor of a, a Presbyterian church in New York for a long time, but modern day C.S. Lewis, mm-hmm. um, if you've never read Tim Keller and you're more of an intellectual kind of person, I, I would encourage you to do that. But the thing about people like that, if you read their books, right, you'll read it. And then you're like, oh, I got it. And then years later, you read it again, and you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And then even years after that, you read it again, and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Uh, because you you think you're comprehending it, but you don't understand the depth and richness of what they were seeing in that moment as as they read it. I mean, the you know the Bible's that way, right? Yeah. There's so much brilliance in the Bible that I can read something, but then years later, man, it it means. Something, you know, not necessarily different, but the scope of it is, 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 is different just in the way that it hits me of how brilliant it actually is. And then some more time passes and it's even more brilliant. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I was, I was listening to a guy talk and he was talking about in history, you have lists of who are geniuses over the last however many, you know, thousands of years. And he was shocked to go, Jesus is never on any of those lists. Yeah. He, he's always excluded from those lists. And, and of course, they didn't survey you and ask you who you thought was genius because that was your first person out of the game. Sure. They never asked me who the sexiest man alive is either. <laughs> it's like they don't even include me well, on in one was of the like options. Paul Rudd this last year, which, man. That's nuts. Really? <laughs> well, my wife said the same thing. We like saw it. And she's like, Paul Rudd. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know why I went there. That was a sidebar. Yeah. So, There's hope for you, Robert. But, but Jesus <laughs> Jesus is never included in these lists, yet he's had more influence, more impact. Yeah. And, and when you study the content of what he said and what he did, um, not even just in light of the culture and the time period, yeah. but in, in light of all of history, it truly is brilliant. And, and it's earth shattering. In fact, most of like when we think of modern society, the principles that we are built on are the teachings of Jesus. Yeah. And, yet, and, yet we exclude him from those lists. Well, and most people don't don't realize that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, well, that's that's creativity, right? Forgetting your source. And sure. So there's a whole lot of creativity in history that was just forgetting that. Well, we all think the values of the Western world just showed up. Mm-hmm. But come to find out, you can trace it back to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, primarily, and then some even before that, and and just uh, Jewish teaching. But mm-hmm. but I mean, it all comes out of the Bible, mm-hmm. the Western value system. Um, 
well, and, and it's funny too, because even in modern psychology and as we begin to understand just, just how human beings work and we're doing these studies and we're making these discoveries, lo and behold, after we spent millions of dollars on research on, you know, what makes a life the most satisfying life, uh, Jesus taught us that 2,000 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah, lo and behold, he, all these things that we discover, quote unquote, uh, have always just been there. He was right mm-hmm. again. Yep. Um, another brilliant person. Uh, who uh, graduated to go be with Jesus a few years ago. His his name's Dallas Willard, mm-hmm. and he was a professor. He, he wrote a few best-selling books, but one of the books he wrote is called The Divine Conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Um, another recommend from me, if you're more of an intellectual type, that, that is a phenomenal book. But I've said Hang before. When I, when I, so Chad and I have worked together for 18 years now, and when I was in my 20s, Chad's like, hey, I'm going to read this book. You should read it. As well. And I don't know if you remember this, but I read Divine Conspiracy and I remember as a 20 something being like, I don't understand half of this and and going back and rereading it to your point of the other authors. Now I go back and I'm like, oh, there's so much gold all throughout this book. Yeah. Dallas Willard is in a category of his own. He's discipled lots of guys who now have discipled guys who are writing bestselling books. But yeah. Yeah. Well, his, his, the Divine Conspiracy is one of those books. You need to read it about every five years. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then it will it will take you a little deeper. But if you've ever heard me, if you're a Sun Valley person, if you and you've ever heard me say Jesus is not just nice, he's brilliant. Mm-hmm. That's a Dallas Willard quote. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've ever given him credit, um, but but I got that concept from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was the first person I read that book when I was. Oh gosh, it wasn't too long after it came out. I was probably twenty four, twenty five, and it was a, it was it was eye opening for me. Um. Because what, he's, what he says in there is that we all think of Jesus as being nice because Jesus says all these things, you know, love your enemy and bless those who persecute you. And we think, oh, that's cute, Jesus, but this is the real world, mm-hmm. right? Jesus said that, that was nice with your Birkenstock sandals and your robe and your long hair and your beard and your little hippie life. But, you know, I'm a CEO of a company. Mm-hmm. So, and, and we separate that because we don't understand, even let's just go with that one, of how brilliant that actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so so let's just break it down. So love your enemy and bless those who persecute you. Okay, what you just did was defeat your enemy mm-hmm. without firing a shot. Yeah. Uh, the best way to defeat an, em- an enemy is to make them your friend. Which is an Abraham Lincoln quote, which he stole from Jesus. Absolutely. Well, all, all <laughs> brilliance, one of his most famous quotes. All yeah. brilliance ultimately goes back to Jesus, right? But but we don't see it that way. We, we think nice little bumper sticker, fish on a car, mm-hmm. you know. Um, he's just so smart. And and when you begin to read the Gospels with, with those glasses on, mm-hmm. that everything Jesus says is brilliant. And if I don't get it, He's not the problem, yeah. right? I'm the problem because I'm not smart enough or, or, or mature enough to catch what he's saying. Hang on. That's, you, you said that so quick and not, not to boost your ego too much, but that was brilliant. Uh, if, if Jesus says something and you're like, uh, I don't know if I agree with that or I don't understand that, uh, you, you probably need to go reread it and, and reconsider it or apply it and then go, oh, now I see it. Because the problem's not with Jesus. Yeah, or what he taught. Well, again, it's it's because we have this perception, this perspective that that was two thousand years ago, mm-hmm. right? And he was living a hippie lifestyle, and you know, um, but that's just not the case. He's he's brilliant about everything, mm-hmm. right? Um, Jesus is the most influential 
successful, impactful leader that has ever walked on the face of the earth. If you want leadership, look at Jesus, mm-hmm. right? And yet, what do we do? Oh, you know, George Patton and, yeah. you know, all, all these different people. Jesus has had more influence than anybody you can think of, right, combined. And, and a lot of those leaders, if you look at their story and you actually dig into them a little bit, there's a whole wake of bodies behind those leaders. Oh, absolutely. People's lives that were destroyed or, you know, Jesus doesn't have that. Uh, the, the only body that was left in the wake was his own when he sacrificed it, but he wasn't, you know, burning through people for his leadership and influence. He right. was doing it a totally different way than a lot of these leaders that we tend to look to and go, oh man, Jack Welch or, oh man, this person, you know, the incredible leader. Well, and here's the other thing with Jesus, it was three years of effort. Yeah. Now he now he did die on the cross and rise again. So <laughs> the, re- the resurrection helps yeah, that, with that. that year was a big one. Helps, helps, <laughs> helps with that influence. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, man, it's 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 three years of um, you know professional ministry leadership, and here in a we, day and age with no internet. Well, here no, we are. Yeah, here we are sitting in the year you know twenty twenty two. Yeah, on a podcast using technology that they couldn't even dream of of that day and time, mm-hmm. and we're talking about this man who's changed our lives. Yeah, I mean that is some effective, brilliant leadership. Yeah, so he's not just nice; he's brilliant. All right. So if you if you could and I'm not going to make you like pick your top five things, but if you could just rattle off, what are some of the things that you would go? Okay, this is a brilliant and I know it's all brilliant, Mm -hmm. but this is a brilliant, applicable right now. This week, we could take what Jesus taught us, put it into practice in our lives. It would be be better if we did these things. What are some of those things that come to mind when you think of, all right, what did Jesus teach? What did he guide us in? What are some of the uh, easy steps we can take or principles or whatever? And easy is maybe not the right word, but simple. Yeah. So the thing that popped into my brain just now, and by the way, for those of you guys who, you know, listen to the podcast, there is no preparation for this thing. <laughs> we just go at it. So when, so when I say, that's right off the top of my head, that's, that's real. What popped in my brain just now, Robert, as you asked that question, was right in the middle of the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Forgive us of our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> It's the brilliance of understanding what forgiveness actually is. Just, just think of that line, forgive us of our debts. Yeah. So that's, that's us and God, as we also have forgiven our debtors. What does it mean to forgive? Well, according to Jesus, it means to cancel a debt, which means somebody owes you something. Uh-huh. And so right now, if you're struggling with bitterness, Jesus and his brilliance would say, here's your struggle. They owe you. Uh-huh. And so you have to define it. Uh-huh. What is it that they owe you? Because if you're going to cancel the debt and you're going to experience forgiveness, you have to know what you're forgiving them for, Mm -hmm. which sounds so simple and yet it's so brilliant. And the only way you can be free and even close that account, because for somebody listening right now, there's been something that's had a grip on your life for a long, Mm -hmm. long time. And even though that person is no longer in your life, they still have control over your life because that account is still open. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus would say to forgive is to cancel the debt. What do they owe you? They're not ever going to give it to you, right? Mm -hmm. So you cancel the debt and in that you can close the account. Yeah. I mean, it's just, that's one thing, right? I have a million, but that's what popped in my mind. Well, yeah. And even just those those phrases tied together, that there's a connection between God forgiving our debt as we forgive the debt of others. Oh, yeah. There, there's, you know, 
you, you could zoom in on these little statements that, you know, took them a second, two seconds to, to say. And, and you go, okay, there is a connection between us learning to receive God's forgiveness in our lives. That's what empowers us to then forgive others. And Jesus gives analogies for that. He helps explain, okay, if you were forgiven millions of dollars, why wouldn't you turn around and forgive the hundreds of dollars that this yep. person owes you? And he, he gives this example and he gives these illustrations. And again, you go, wow. Now that I'm actually having to do that, I understand the brilliance of it. Now that I'm actually having to take these steps and yeah. apply this, I go, yeah, those two two sentences are linked together. And, and these are, you know, two sides of the same coin and understanding this is how life works. And Jesus, if you understand the theology, it's not just that he said a bunch of brilliant things and Jesus was just some guy who was really smart. If you If you truly believe that Jesus is God in the flesh... That means he has perspective that you and I don't have. That means he has understanding that you and I don't have. And again, to your point earlier, if you go, okay, I don't actually understand how that works. Do what he says and it'll start to make sense. There's a whole lot of things that Jesus says, okay, do these things. And until you actually take the steps to do it and experience the freedom of forgiving somebody else and go, man, they don't have control of my life anymore. I didn't understand why Jesus wanted me to do that. But now that I've done it, life is a whole lot better. Uh, Understand that he knows what you don't know. He sees what you don't see and he can be trusted and he has your best in mind always. Just putting more fuel on the fire of the brilliance of Jesus. His first miracle he turns H2O into Merlot, mm-hmm. which means this man that lived a couple thousand years ago understood molecules mm-hmm. and he's the master of molecules that he could do that transition. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that he could cause the blind to see and the lame to walk and the deaf to hear mm-hmm. means that he understood physiology and anatomy mm-hmm. and was in control of it. Right. The fact that somehow he could make a statement and calm the wind and 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 the waves, you know, means that he understands he understands nature. Yeah. Um, to go metaphysical, he he was able to connect soul and body when it was disconnected. So you have Lazarus who dies. Yeah. And you have that separation, which if ever you've been around somebody who's passed away, you look at them and you go, that person's not here anymore. Their body's here, but that person is gone. Uh, Jesus is in control of the metaphysical. Yeah. We're going to go all the way there too. And to be able to go, okay, soul, body, I'm going to reconnect those two things together. So when Jesus says to find your life, you must lose it. To live, you first must die. He's not being cute. He didn't say that to, you know, put on a bumper sticker so people mm-hmm. could smile and go, what a, what a neat idea. Yeah. Right. He's, he's saying this brilliant thing that you and I, our souls don't really begun, begin to live until we live for something bigger than ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, he's actually speaking to all the two-year-olds right now who are in their terrible twos, mm-hmm. figuring out life's not about them. Mm-hmm. And yet you and I, right? So I'm in my 40s and I still get upset that life doesn't revolve around me. Yeah. And the brilliance of Jesus remains to find your life, you must lose it. Mm-hmm. To live your first must die. There, there's just, there's so much brilliance um, about Jesus. So uh, again, in the words of Dallas Willard, I I would totally get rid of this. He's just nice Mm -hmm. idea, right? Um, He's, he's super smart. And the truth is, if you don't think he's smart, you won't trust him. Mm -hmm. And that's a mistake Mm -hmm. uh, because he knows more than you. He sees more than you. He's more powerful than you and he loves you. So you might as well just trust him and surrender to the brilliance of Jesus. Yeah. I, I, I don't love how I framed it earlier, but it's not just about, okay, your life will be better. Um, mm-hmm. To your point earlier of what Jesus is saying, it's not that he, he came to give us a better life. He came to give us a new life. It's completely different. Real life. Yeah. And, and again, 
only brilliance is going to get us there. It, it's something totally different than just, okay, my life's going to be mildly improved or it's going to be 10% better in this category. It, it's a complete transformation from the inside out when we begin to follow Jesus and trust him. Yeah. So in this series, um, you and Megan and I, mm-hmm. uh, different weeks, we'll, we'll be talking about um, the, the brilliance of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make one more selling point here. Mm-hmm. You realize... That when you give your life to Jesus and you listen to him and you receive what he says and you practice it, you're getting smarter. And the longer that you follow Jesus, the smarter you will be because you are learning from the literal master. Yeah. And so as you become a disciple, an apprentice of his, you begin to see what he sees. When you begin to see what he sees, you're seeing with eyes of of brilliance. And it's just such a beautiful thing. So you want to get smarter? Follow Jesus. Um, You you want to experience peace? Receive the love of Jesus. I mean, he he is the master of of life. And, you know, could I be an apprentice of Rick Warren? Could I be an apprentice of Tim (laughs) Keller? Could I be an apprentice of Elon Musk? Could I be an apprentice of, of different people that we've mentioned? Yeah. But why would I waste my time with those idiots? You know, I want to be an apprentice of the master of all things. The author. Yeah. Yeah. And what's beautiful is by the power of his spirit, he makes me a little more like him. Yeah. So I want to get smarter. That's good. I don't have anything to add to that. You got any closing thoughts? Or you want to just drop the mic and walk away? I just drop the mic and walk away. It's it's the brilliance of Jesus. Uh, go on the journey with us. This is a great series to invite somebody to uh, as we talk about some of the things that Jesus taught that are just so genius. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.